Boy, the lag on that one's not bad, I'll tell you what. Not really. I mean, we've been recording for a while, so. It's settled into the groove. And yeah. I mean, these on episodes are kind of us just doing us. You know what I mean? This is back when we were sitting in your bedroom or my bedroom or my, downstairs or something and just watching stuff. I mean, what was the stuff we used to talk about back then? I mean, so like At the 1990, time, let's just like bring everyone back. So 1995... Brian and I just sitting around. This would be high school. Yeah. So what are we talking about? Oh boy. Let's see here. Uh, not really. Star Trek is in there somewhere. Yeah. Maybe girls. You know. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Even though you and I didn't really have any girlfriends, really. So we're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but we did talk about them. We did talk about them. We did. Yeah. So kind of like okay. So. The ironic thing is that the person out of the most girlfriends is the one who ended up liking men in his adult life. <laughs> so that's true. Yeah. It's like that's how life works sometimes, I think, you know. I mean, it happens, you know. Yeah. yeah Josh, you had the the invisible girlfriends, I'll say. It's like it happened in times when like we didn't know it, was, it usually happened over the summer, it seemed like mm-hmm. with you. It's like there's nothing happening in class. Right. Or whatever. Right. And that was you, weird. You can you demystify that for me? Because like I never actually, I think, saw you go on a date or even ask anybody. It just kind of like happened. And I'm like, how did you actually like make that happen? <laughs> well, first of all, you have to know me. And I am <laughs> I am whatever you see here, which is awesome. But um, you're right, though. I did have. So part of my problem, I think, like, honestly, growing up was like. I literally didn't ask somebody out on a date until like the last day of school. <laughs> oh, okay. And so I'm like, she's like, yeah, well, you want to go on a date? Yeah, well, school ends tomorrow. I'm like, that's okay. And usually they were like geographically close to my house. Okay. So I could just be like, oh, okay, well, we'll just go on a date. We'll meet over here. And so I did have a few girlfriends that. I did have a girlfriend that uh, was shared amongst another another group, what? another person <laughs> in our group, I should say. What? Well, Jen. Oh yes. And yeah. I will I will mute that that last name out on this <laughs> recording. But I yes. did, yeah. Like she I was forgot about like, that. I went out with her first. Yes. And so I went out with her, and she was actually. Not super close to my house, but at that time I went out, I had a car. So I was That's right, because you could drive. You were the first one driving of all of us. Right. So, yeah. So for the listeners here, I had, I was about a year, I, had, I was held back a year in first grade. So I had two years of first grade, which made me a year older than a lot of my other uh, cohorts in my grade. So I was yep. able, I got a car a year sooner and my grandmother actually just, and Brian and I were talking about this. My grandmother like gifted me a car. She's like, Oh, come and get it. It's yours. And I was like, yes, please. I will take it. <laughs> Even though it's crap, I will take it. Yep. Yep. And so I took it and uh, like any, you know, 16 year old kid, I just went and got the car. 
So let's tell people what this thing is. This was a Renault. It's a 1989 people... Renault Alliance. That's what it was. Yep. And that's spelled R-E-N-A-U-L-T. Yep. So if you're curious about looking it up. Yeah, and I'll... I mean, that thing was... It was it was fun to drive around town. And like I, I even told Brian this. I said, my dad told me right out, don't drive it on the interstate. Don't go to St. Cloud. The first thing we did, <laughs> went on the interstate, went to St. Cloud. <laughs> did I go with you on that trip? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yep. And we're like, and it was like, it sounded like an egg beater. Just, you know. Hitting the pavement. Yeah. Yep. It totally did. And we were like, let's do this. And we just did it. There was now for for context. St. Cloud was about thirty minutes away from yeah. our house. So. Yeah, we're on 30, 35 minutes. Yeah, yeah. And there was an alternate route that you could take to go to St. Cloud, which was not the freeway. Exactly. But but we took the freeway. Right. Because it was quicker. I mean, like my <laughs> my parents would always say, you know, you got to clean the soot out of the car and just like put it over long distances for a bit. And so we definitely cleaned the soot out of that one for sure. I mean, that was a fun car because it was a two-door Renault Alliance. And you and I would drive, like, you know, if you just and you and I were in the car, well, then you would be next to me. But if we had more people, Brian always got uh, relegated to the back. Always. Because Brian was small. And he's still a small dude. But, like, he, he got pushed <laughs> to the back because we had larger friends. And I'm a larger dude, too. So I'm like, look, we have to be in the front. We have to... And I'll make sure that it's going to get us to where we want to go. Yeah. Well, it also balanced out the weight because our friend Eric was also a larger dude. And so if you guys both sat on the same side of the car, <laughs> right. on that size car, the, this Renault was a very small car, folks. So it would just, it wouldn't have worked just logistically. So, yeah. And it would have been, look, honestly, like if I had tried to sit in the front seat, they're like, nope, this ain't going to happen. No. I get put in the back seat pretty quick. Part of it was also just like, physical convenience like we couldn't jam ourselves in the back seat no there's no there was no physical way no really no there we go okay so right we got on cars let's talk about cars we'll come back to girlfriends at the end of it you know (laughs) i'm just just laughing to myself right now (laughs) okay (laughs) so so my first car i actually got it when i was 18 so i borrowed my parents cars just to kind of get around. And I right. bummed a lot of rides from people. So my first car was a 1993 Mercury Topaz. Yep. And this thing was a beautiful teal color. I wish oh. the car performed as well I, as the color looked. It wasn't even like teal. It was like a metallic green. It was beautiful. It was a lovely thing that to col- behold. The it, color was awesome. I mean. That thing crapped out think, on me so often. I know it did. <laughs> but I don't think you can find a color like that today. You can, but it's on like Lamborghinis. Yeah. And I ain't paying Lamborghini prices to have that color right now in my life. So no, it was, this was a five speed manual transmission. I mean, nothing automatic about it. It had crank windows and all the stuff. I, I'm trying to think, did it have a CD player? It might've had that. And that was like super bougie, you know, but no, I take that back because it had the, uh, I still have it. Downstairs, I passed it the other day when I was trying to find a cable in my box of cables, which as you get older and you have lived through enough tech, the box just keeps getting bigger of adapters that you need for something that you never get rid of. I found it though. I have a cassette adapter to plug into the, like, so you put in the cassette deck. 
in the car, and then it goes to CD player. So I still have that thing laying around. Yeah, so it probably still younger works. listeners may not understand. Like we had a cassette player in the car, but there was a little like cassette you could put in with a wire attached to it, and you would attach that to like a discman or something. Yep. <laughs> and, and you could there play was no MP3 player at CDs the time. in your car. <laughs> <laughs> and you needed to get the CD player that was fancy that had the skip protection. So, like, if you went over oh, a bump, yeah, it didn't just sure. crap out on you. You know, there was that whole thing. <laughs> now, there's this guy in in uh, a couple grades older than me. His name is Chris. And one day he was like hanging out in the band room. So some of us would hang out in the band room. Like I was not in band, even though I've made my a lot of time in my life playing bass. Right. I was not a band guy, but we'd all hang out there because our friends were. And so this guy came in, this other guy came in, handed him this big chunk of metal. And he said, here you go, man. He goes, oh, sweet. Thanks, dude. He said, I'll give you the money tomorrow. And he's like, yeah, cool, man. And Chris walks by me. I say, Chris, what is that thing? He goes, this, my friend, is an eight track to cassette converter. I said, what? (laughs) He said, his car was so old, it was from the 70s, and it had the eight track player in the car. And he wanted to play CDs in the car. So he had the cassette converter to plug into the CD player. But this guy in a junkyard found the eight track to cassette converter so he could plug his cassette converter in to play his CDs. <laughs> I was like, is it easier to just get a different car at this point? He goes, you know, maybe, but this is what I can afford right now. So everybody's got those stories like that. <laughs> it's a real thing. Now, my son this would is, love to have. This is what I can get. Yeah. This is what it is. Now, my son, would, you know, has said, Dad, Lamborghini. Now, he loves cars. You know, my, my wife also loves cars. So the love of automobiles and all the fancy, really, things are sure. out there in space uh, and came from her side of the family. And I told him, I said, look, <laughs> there's no way you're getting a Lamborghini for the first car. No. Because he said, I've offered, I said, like, if, as part of this parenting thing, I said, if you can show half the money you need for a car, I will in kind sponsor the other part of it right now there's a cap to this thing i want him to show responsibility to save i want to show him like this is a a partnership in like helping you launch out into your life because this is transportation then for him to go work and do other things he was saying like you know well like well why couldn't you know if i could afford it why couldn't i get a new car i said i won't do that i said i want you to have a used car and in fact i want you to learn a manual transmission because I want you to understand how that works. I want you to understand how to take care of a car because I learned a whole lot. Now, I am not a car guy. I call the friends who know more about cars than me to like get information about what's going wrong with my car before I bring it into the shop if I ever need it because he needs to know some basic things about a car that because the world is so convenient now, it's like it's easy to drive into a place and get your oil changed. It's really easy to... Um, you know, go to the shop and they plug in the thing and say, this is what's going on and it'll be this much to replace it. There's just a lot of convenience in the world now to be able to do that. But when you're forced to make something work, you know, like when my car died for the umpteenth time and I had to figure out without a cell phone, how to like get to a phone, call my dad, get a hold of my dad and mom, and they come find me. I have to explain where I am. That's a lot of good like relational or not relational, but like problem solving in relationship to like well, what I'm trying relation, to accomplish. Relationship currency. Yes. You know, I mean, even it, with your mom and dad, I mean, that is something that's like pretty crazy. Yep. I mean, you this, had to go through that whole thing. So think about that. Like today we don't have that. 
No. Like you just, your kid calls you, you answer the phone. Yep. You could send an Uber to go get them wherever they are. Right. right. You have AAA. Right. Now, some people had AAA back then. Obviously, AAA has been around, but we didn't have any of that. I just had to figure it out. And then like, you know, right. how to get it back to our friend John's dad's shop. And he was a master mechanic in our hometown. Yeah. And then get it fixed. And then pay through, pay, not, not, I say through the nose. Be, f- Fred was always exceptionally fair and excellent at what he did. Yes, he but was. when you're 18, 19 years old, everything feels like it's through the nose because you ain't making that much money and every car repair feels immensely big. It's like, that's $200, you know, and now it's like, it's only $200, but then it's like $200, like, dang. You start to do that math and it adds up really quick. No, Fred was always excellent in price. So I want to just make it very clear for the record. He was always fair, always stood behind his work, and he never had anything to make good on because it was always worked. He was just that excellent in what he did. But those like unexpected budget things also too came up. You right. had to plan around it because it had to work. Yeah. I mean, you needed your car, right? I know like back in the day, you might not have needed your car, but you did need it very shortly after that. So you got used yep. to you got used to going, okay, how much is this going to cost? How much is this going to uh, set me back? And can I afford it right now? Now, yep. Brian brought up a great point. Like uh, our friend John, his dad, Fred, was great because I mean, for me, even if I spun that car in on a Saturday when he was closed and John and I just did the work, I never had to pay anything. I just so you had for, access to. <laughs> I just paid for the parts, and John and I yeah. would just sit there and do the work, and then, boom, you know, like we would just be like, okay, uh, that's you know, on our own time. But yeah. if I did that like during the week, I'm like, man, this car broke down, blah blah blah. Because I remember that I got Mel, I got my wife Mel, her car in there, and I'm like, oh yeah, do brakes, do this, do that, and it was like seven hundred bucks, and I'm like, well. Okay. Yeah, it's fair. <laughs> yep. You know, I wasn't like angry about the price. I was just like, okay, yep, that's fair. Yeah. But that was the cost of like actual someone doing it. Yeah. Because so, you want somebody doing it right. You want them, especially with brakes, like please hire the right brake person to exactly. replace the brakes in your car. So I'm like, please, please do this so that it will work and I will stop when I push the brake down. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, so you're right. I mean, that was the thing. I was like, okay. This is good. That was kind of the point of my life where I thought about, is this like a good, like, is this good? You know, Hmm. like, is my time worth this? And is like the money I spent, is that worth that? Yeah. And so, I mean, I think as you get old, it's a pretty good point. I think because as you get older, I think you value that more. When you're younger, you're just kind of like, I don't know if it's better or not. I don't know if it's good or not. You have less you know? obligations generally when you're younger that are financially orient- oriented. And what happens then is like you are able to say, well, you know what? If I can do it myself, right, I will do it. Now, we're going to run up against this this thing. So this might be a good spot to kind of pivot into this. When... Here's a little, so back in the day when Josh and I met and our relationship as friends kind of started to gel even more, especially was in middle school, Josh had a paper route always. All right, everybody. We know that that's a good place to put a comma on that episode. 
Tune in for the next episode so you can hear about my paper route and a bunch of other stuff. We know everybody likes these on episodes, but we wanted to keep them at least a reasonable length so we respect your time as well. And we'll see you on the flip side.